let's kick start the finale first of all thank you everyone for joining it it's it's it really helps our homegrown pod uh, it's this this pod like home to truth we are trying to just bring the best of both worlds nutrition bit and uh, the flavor bit i i hope you guys follow us already we would love to have your feedback and comments uh, please please keep them coming and thank you to all of our listeners who have shown love till now they are not huge in number but what we we planned to grow this season next season as well uh we'll start with a quick round of introduction with, with everyone if not anyone would want to start this we can start with nadeem so nadeem happy happy days in manchester right so my name is nadeem azad uh i Uh, I don't know how, how does it go. Should we like go straight into the uh, you know the, the as you like why? as you like. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay, it's it's your time. Okay, great. So uh, yeah, as I said, my name is Nadeem Azad. I um, am a fan of Manchester City since 2010. Uh, that was the time I was in tenth grade. Um, it was right after the se- uh, I think the season 2009 onwards, Abu Dhabi. Accords. So, uh, so, main reason why I started to follow Man City is, firstly and foremost, this this is going to sound a bit ridiculous. Uh, you know, I have been born and brought up in UAE, so I have that soft corner towards UAE. So, yeah, on that emotional note, I have started to support City. So, yes, uh, that's pretty much about me and about the club I support. Okay, so uh, I think we can go to one more. So hello everyone. I'm Anmol. So I'm an avid Arsenal supporter since 2012. So what got me into football really was that 11-12 season. I started watching it in between. Like I started watching around February 2012 when the title race was really getting interesting, and United was slipping up at some points, and City had just won that derby, which they won one nil through Company's header. and so that season made me realize that uh, it is a very interesting world to be a part of and i chose arsenal because i liked their football at the time even though they weren't very successful or weren't really in their glory days but i liked wenger's persona and the way he managed the club and how they winning the fa cups so it wasn't that yeah but bad. it was in 2014 after a huge trophy drought of 10 years so yeah after a season or a couple of season i started following they won the fa cup so it wasn't really for the glory i supported arsenal it was because of the whole vibe about the club how uh, interesting their football seemed and they were kind of the underdog among the big six so yeah that's why i supported arsenal Nice. So, yeah, I would love to go, but I am the moderator <laughs> today, so I'll leave the floor to Rohan. Rohan, your support for United. When did it started, and how long has it yeah. been? Um, how long has it been? I would love to say it's been there since the beginning of time, but uh, <laughs> it's been circa around, I would say, the year two thousand. 
because uh, i remember you know growing up obviously back in india we didn't have that much of a extensive coverage as we have nowadays but then there was you know a fleeting bit of coverage back in the day in star sports and all and then obviously you know my dad, dad used to work in malaysia at that time so uh, you know whenever we visited him that was an opportunity to obviously watch more football because south east asia had a lot more i would say you know coverage from a premier league perspective at that time so that's how i kind of got hooked onto football and if i say why united i would say one of the primary reasons i don't know how and when that happened but then david beckham he was my first footballing idol as in just as in i think i was one of the millions who was kind of um entranced by the whole persona of that guy he still bro he how, still nobody yeah, can he, matches pop culture he he is a global icon but then yeah that's how i kind of got drawn to united as a club cuz uh you know now i can say it was pretty close because it was either arsenal or united you know at that time uh, it was the 90 the naughty 90s and you know uh the early 2000s is when united and arsenal were at loggerheads all the time so it was quite a close kind of uh, contest between whom i would end up playing because obviously arsenal had theory on the you know again another one of my heroes if you could say growing up so uh that's how it starts so uh, yeah that's say that's something how i kind of got into football and obviously united which is sounds good sounds good feel you bro totally with you congrats <laughs> <laughs> uh so omar over to you oh okay thank you for having me and uh, hi my name is omar and uh, i'm 20 years old so uh, some of the stuff we might mention today i might not uh, be too familiar <laughs> with but i've been doing my research so hopefully i'll know most of it But yeah, I started supporting Liverpool. I'd say when I was in grade eight or grade seven, so I was uh, around maybe twelve, thirteen, around that age. And uh, two main reasons, honestly, it was that Gerrard and Suarez connection. When Suarez uh, had a madness in that season, and uh, also I had two other really close friends, and they were United and Arsenal fans. So I couldn't support one of their teams because then it would be. too easy to uh, be in that friend group so i had to choose the other outlying team which was liverpool at the time and that suarez gerard connection obviously made me fall in love and i had heard about obviously the 2005 uh, istanbul moment which is why i'm wearing this shirt <laughs> and also uh, and yeah so i fell in love with liverpool uh, from then and we had a pretty dire time after it after brendan rodgers left it was a bit tough emre can at center back lucas leiva cdm it was a bit of a tough time but hopefully now we're back on it and uh, hopefully we'll win something next season the beginning of your uh, era in about 2013 2014 where i really appreciate liverpool fans sticking by because if anybody can stick to stick with the team at that time you know they can yeah. really stick stick with the team at any time so yeah Exactly. I I really appreciate those fans who stuck by on Kenny Daglish era, which I feel was horrendous. Mm. Uh, it's difficult for a fan to see uh, the legend fail so miserably. He's done so well as a player, but that's it. So no, we'll come to Lampard and Chelsea wait. Yeah. <laughs> and before going to before going to Chelsea, I'll I'll be talking about his time in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't happen. It's <laughs> somewhere enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, hi, I'm Kostov. I've been supporting Spurs from 2008, so it's been a long journey, an arduous journey. Uh, no trophies in my supporter supporting days, so I feel I I might be the reason. <laughs> But I know who's the real reason. 
you know for tottenham not winning anything but yeah um, it's been it's been a tough journey but uh, they always i always felt they played exciting football and that's how i really got into supporting tottenham uh, the modrichs the bales the hurricanes the sons the ericsons we've always had brilliant players who always you know put up a good fight for spurs and uh, that's that that's i think the biggest virtue for me when i look at the games and we'll talk about the season of course and that has been the biggest <clears throat> trouble for me this season and the worst it's a bit like pogba like only vibes no <laughs> yeah i mean this season i don't know what vibes they were on like what drugs they were on <laughs> talk about the season like this was, this has been the worst season i've watched spurs play so it's a, it's a it's been a tough journey but i'm sure we'll bounce back a little bit uh next season yeah yeah kudos to that man uh, hope to see tottenham back again Uh, in the mix, Ayush, uh, big six still RB. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah. There's a big change. Imagine us getting a Tottenham manager in. So times have changed for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm Ayush. I started supporting Chelsea in around 2003, 2004, and the reason, to be honest, was very. Vanilla. Uh, I actually started following football, watching the World Cup and the Euros, and most of the stars were in the La Liga or in the Italian league at that point. And the only few names you knew were the English players. So Lampard and Teddy at Chelsea, Gerrard at Liverpool, and uh, Beckham and you know the others at uh, United. Uh, and I kind of like blue color. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of leaned towards Chelsea at that point, and then came Mourinho, and I'm the special one. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Let us, you know, go with this. And uh, yeah, it's been a tremendous ride since then. And I am a big Mourinho fan as well. I love his way of playing football. No nonsense, getting results out. Does not believe in playing the beautiful game. Uh, Respect, but getting, <laughs> but getting results. So. So yeah, so that's how I started, and then Shevchenko was another player that I really, really uh, liked since his AC Milan days, and then he came to Chelsea, and uh, and then I just you know kept following Chelsea since then. But uh, yeah, times have changed. This season is really going to be uh, testing times for a lot of those fans who were here only for silverware. But uh, I'm sure things will turn around, and uh, let's see. Hopefully, we are okay. in the top six. Thanks for that, Ayush. Uh, so, we'll quickly move on to the next section, which is reaction to the 2022-23 season. Uh, again, we'll start with Naveen. What's the reaction? No. So, I'm just going to talk about the positives. We don't have much of a negative thing to highlight here. Don't worry. There are But, people sitting over here to highlight the negatives. <laughs> But yeah, I've got to spread some positivity here. <laughs> right. So, three things. Uh, treble baby. Then, Highland baby. Uh, oh, what else? Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be. Oh, what was the third thing? I'm th I'm trying to recall. Uh, but yeah, uh, let let's just get into the details of it. Uh, the treble part is something. Uh, being a fan, uh, it's it's more like everything is coming into one place, and we are absolutely delighted with that. 
then si- signing up Erling, uh, Erling Haaland and uh, breaking all the records for a debut season is something, you know, you, you don't see that coming because uh, on an initial point of view, yeah, expectation was there. But uh, this sort of record, record-breaking performance is something that was, uh, you know, uh, like a cherry on the top of the cake, I would say. <laughs> that, that turned out to be uh, good. Then, uh, uh, look, looking back, you know, we had some uh, key moments, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, um, a majority of like the time, Arsenal, Arsenal was, exactly, Arsenal was uh, dominating the table for like almost 90, 95% of the time. Then, you know, the spring, uh, you know, ever since the springtime, spring season came and we, we got to see some of the key matches uh, where City have absolutely dominated and that was the turning point. Um, I mean, in a way, it was expected during the break because we, I don't know, it's because of this expectation that is set by Arsenal. Uh, you know, uh, before the winter, things were quite good for them. And uh, if you if you estimate it, you know, it was expected, you know, Arsenal wouldn't mean that, uh, maintain that consistency. But yeah, we capitalized over it. And yeah, that turned out to be good. Then finally, uh, Champions League pain uh, is completely being, uh, I would say, healed because, you know, last time when we faced against uh, uh, Chelsea, uh, it, was, it was quite a heartbreaking moment in LA. But yeah, uh, the final was still, it was difficult with Inter, uh, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 it was not an easy match, and uh, uh, having to see uh, you know Rodri score over the it turned out to be uh, surprising and yeah, uh, magical, you know. So yeah, uh, that is. So you join. So you joined Ashton Villa in the one Premier League club of English clubs winning the Champions League. <laughs> Just on the light. Right. So yeah, uh, that, that that's that's about the whole season. Great, yeah, and congratulations on on Thank the you. trip. It's it's not a it's not a mean feat by any any stretch of imagination. I think more than 110 years of Premier League and only two trebles. So yeah, let's see about it. But we'll get into that later. Uh, I have questions ready for you. So and and obviously I think. Everyone on, on this pod has their questions ready for, for City. We'll get get to that part, but before getting into that part, Anmul would like to have you know, your reaction on Arsenal's season. Yeah, so ever since Arteta has been in charge of Arsenal, like since 2019, this team has been growing steadily. And there hasn't been a very drastic transformation ever since he's taken over. But since he's a young manager, it's like his first managerial role, proper managerial role at a big club. So he has taken his time. He has been given time by the management also. And he has been proving that he's a, he's doing a good job over there. Uh, st- steadily, the team has been built. He has made the right signings and kept the core of the team young. And they did bring in experienced players also last summer in the shape of Zinchenko and uh, 
Jesus. I won't say Zinchenko is very experienced, but since he has the experience of winning silverware with City and he has been there, done that. So compared to the rest of the Arsenal squad, they were experienced players, and then no one expected them to like finish second or be in the title running for so long before the season started, and they were sitting pretty at the top for the most most part of the season. and it was lonely at the top for a while but uh, then the expected happened and so even when it company and you know so that's, yeah. that's what that's where it yeah. arsenal proved they are very social and don't like loneliness so <laughs> they ended up bottling it so but yeah even when they were 11 points ahead even though it was a with a game in hand uh, for city like city had played a game less even then i had this anxiety that arsenal are going to fuck up at some point even as an arsenal fan i knew there is a possibility of that happening wasn't getting cocky at any point but uh, uh, regardless of the bottling part it has been a very very good season considering they finished fifth last season and brutally missed out on the champions league football last season and this time it was sealed well in time the champions league place and yeah uh, on paper it has been a very good season for arsenal and i'm happy with the end result we could have done more yes but the end result is satisfactory tottenham <laughs> yeah. fan you know says there arsenal, arsenal has been in the bottlers <laughs> club for a while <laughs> they haven't just entered it yeah <laughs> okay so just just a question uh, after the season do you still think party is better than casemiro like really casemiro uh, has that experience of being at the creme de la creme of europe he has been at real madrid one silver done has done everything so far in his career i won't say party is better than him at, in any way like but he's he's a very good footballer nonetheless party yeah but no comparison between the two Casemiro definitely is clear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sounds good. Rohan, your uh, reaction to ETH's first season? How has he done? What do you okay, feel so as a fan? I am going to approach this season from two perspectives. One is uh, the performance versus uh, expectations from last season. or you know the performances that were expected after last season and the, from if you look at it from that perspective the very fact that we finished in the top 4 is a great achievement okay now if we look at it from the perspective of what our expectations are for every season given what we've done for in the history of the premier league yes we do want to be challenging for the premier league but then it was not a realistic expectation for this season so i would say i i would kind of rate this season maybe a 6 Point five and at at a push maybe a seven, not higher than that because, like I said, to win any trophy, I would say for a manager, more so than anything, it's it, it's the sense of, I would say security that it gives to the fans saying okay at least the manager is on the right path. Of I mean everybody you know kind of ridicules the Carling Cup as you know some Mickey Mouse trophy etc etc but at the end of the day, you know the players or the fans who do win it. you know you at least you get that 
sense, okay, at least the manager is moving in the right direction. So from that perspective, we could see. Because like you said, you know, yes, we won more under Mourinho in his first season. But then, sure as hell, the gameplay wasn't as great as this. You know, uh, for the first so time say, in five... When you say yeah. 6.5 or 7, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 6.5. Yeah. It's, it's mainly about what is expected of United and not where the starting line goes. Because if you take the starting line, it was sixth last season. Champions. Yeah, no, so the 6.5 is overall starting from scratch. If, if, if I look, look at the season in isolation, it's, a six, it's, it's, it's an above average season, I would say. Okay, so, so from that perspective, you know, what he's been able to do, like I said, for the first time in six, seven years, I would look forward to United playing because even if we lose, it's fine. But then it's it's a kind of gameplay that it's okay to lose if we you know kind of play well. Well said. Believe in ETH, bro. It's like it's it's happening. It's coming next season. Inshallah, <laughs> if we have uh, yeah, if like we have Qatar owners, we'll you know we'll we'll be having a good. I'd like to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this brings me to a not so nice place, uh, <laughs> which has been the case this year for for United. Omar, Liverpool, flop, mm. fifth place finish, Europa League Thursdays. Your thoughts on the season? I'd say maybe three words to describe the season. I'd say start off disappointing, but a roller coaster, and I'd say necessary. And I'll explain each of those briefly. I'd say disappointing because if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, if we'd come out with no silverware and if you had told me we'd finish fifth and end up playing in Europa League, I tell you, I definitely want to scrap the season. But then throughout the season, it was a huge, huge roller coaster. We had a 7-0 battering of United at Anfield. We beat Southampton 9-0, I think it was, at Anfield. We beat Leeds 6-1. We beat City at home. The Arsenal game, which ended in 2-2. The Tottenham 4-3. Like, we had a lot of up-and-down games, and our form was never consistent, I'd say, throughout the season. And, uh, and, the, and the last one, I'd say, needed... Because I think over the last two, three years, especially since Genie, Wijnaldum leaving, Henderson growing old, Milner's turning 57 in the next two years, and everyone's getting old in midfield. I think it's time for us to start rebuilding. We've been so dependent on Sadio, Bobby, and Mo over the last few years. And I think having a season like the one we had this year is going to be the huge reason, which I think Klopp will be able to convince FSG to genuinely start signing some future prospects and we've started with McAllister and I think hopefully Kone and Turam are coming along the way and I think if we had finished in the top four the drive to want to sign new players wouldn't have been as strong as it is right now I think even though obviously I hate playing Thursday night football and the last time that happened was around seven eight years ago I think it's necessary for us to start rebuilding that midfield and I think finishing fifth was a is a prime reason for us to push forward for that. However, we did miss out on Jude Bellingham because of that. After yeah. me and Arpit both about that. The way to drive transfers, man. The drive from Bellingham to you know, McAllister. McAllister. But I'll take McAllister 35 million. Any day of the week, I'll take McAllister for 35. So I'd say, honestly, another huge, huge uh, W from this season is that new Trent Alexander-Arnold role. I think Having him in that inverted fullback role was necessary. I think through bad performances, Klopp realized he needs to think outside of the box. And if we had 
kept on winning these scrappy 1-0s, 2-1s, he wouldn't have reached a point where he had to start doing that. So I think, uh, yeah, disappointing, yeah. roller coaster, necessary. Yeah, high time Trent uh, stopped doing defending. Exactly. Exactly. Because Trent and Vin- on Vinicius on uh, on that right side is uh, not too exciting to watch as a Liverpool <laughs> fan. So <laughs> hopefully we'll sign a right back and two more centimeters, and uh, next season uh, the Mickey Mouse trouble is on its way. So hopefully nice. we'll, uh, we'll have that. Okay. So. <laughs> we'll talk about the expectations and success defining later in, in part, a longer discussion with you over there. Uh, to yeah, best season ever. <laughs> season like how? No, no, we Why? won the transfer window, so I'll take that. Yeah, that's that. That was the expectation set for this season. Is that uh, Ponte did really well last season? They finished fourth, even though Arsenal bottled uh, fifth. But there was still some value in how we played at the end of the season, acquiring fourth, and the expectation set was high. The expectation was we have Ponte, we have a manager who's who's a winner. Even though I'm not a very big fan of his football, uh, the way he won at Chelsea earlier when he won the Premier League, um, he had like swashed like up and down running fullbacks, uh, all that sort of quality. And the expectation was that we have some young players, we have some experienced players, at least in the Premier League, that can, you know, uh, maybe bring us a trophy and finally end that trophy drought. The fact that we fired Mourinho before a cup final was one of the most atrocious decisions ever taken uh, in our history, I would say. And I did not understand the decision. Uh, I understood the appointment because the expectation for every Spurs fan was, okay, Pochettino came close, but he did not have the experience of winning a trophy ever. So maybe we bring in someone who has this experience. He is a former Chelsea manager, wasn't a big fan, but the expectation was, okay, let's get trophies in. And then we fire him before a final. So, okay, we bring Conte in. Very similar manager. Like He'll he'll set up us defensively strong and then we build from here. Okay, fair. We start the season, we sign excellent players. I would say it was a genuinely good transfer window and good value for money players. Uh, players who would, uh, you know, help us do well in the Champions League. At least get us through group stages because we got a very favourable group uh, as well in the Champions League. And... The expectation was great. Okay, we're going to win the Mickey Mouse Cup, which I never called. I, I would take any trophy any day. I would love a fifth trophy introduced so that I can win at least something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the expectation was high. In a nutshell, uh, Human Son is like, I would say Human Son's performance this season is reflective of how Spurs were. No first touch. I felt like a thin Lukaku is playing for my team. <laughs> His first touch was so bad. I cannot believe that is the same player who won the Golden Boot last season. Like it was Harry Kane FC. Like I am fine with call, getting called that because he's the reason we are even eighth. Else we would be in the bottom ten. And what we does happen if you lose Harry Kane? Like if we wouldn't FC. What FC is it now? Like? Yeah, I don't know what what will happen. I don't genuinely think. I don't think he's leaving. But we'll, we'll talk about transfers and uh, what expectations for next season are. I don't think he's leaving uh, this season uh, unless, like, because it's Levy, all because of the chairman. But uh, yeah, I mean, we needed we needed some form of Europe and it's atrocious that we did not get any form of Europe. Like, Aston Villa is getting Europe. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, how is Aston Villa getting Europe above us? It's just, it's just horrible. 
Yeah, there is a there is a Chelsea fan next to you. Yeah, yeah, I was smiling. Yeah, at, least <laughs> like, we, yeah, at least we have one glimmering, you know, takeaway from the season is that we have another club who's getting as badly mismanaged as we have been, and at least I would say for Chelsea, they at least they're going through a change, a complete change, which has like which is a new thing. So at least I'll give them that that they you know give that benefit of the doubt that at least they have. they have that excuse but we don't have any excuse we should not be in this position that we are in at all very well said man i hope you you know the days when you were chasing leicester and when you know <laughs> the champions league football chasing was there, I, it's all you know playing finals they come back to tottenham although uh, arsenal and chelsea would not raise it the same but ayush <laughs> chelsea yeah, finally finally <laughs> 2004, ஒன்னோ new owner who does not know much about soccer um and who's just trying to play with the new toy that he has any name in the transfer market and he wants to end up buying it uh i've heard he's trying to make bids for neymar as well so uh, it's pretty obvious that he's still not sure about what he's doing and how uh an english or an european football club is run uh, uh but uh, but yes like kostup said right uh, there has been tremendous change so we do have that hope that it's only because of the change that the season has been so bad of course there are multiple other reasons like signing insane number of players uh, there were news that players had to sit on the ground because there are not enough seats in the briefing uh, room as well uh signing so much but but no strikers I mean, what was so again like i said right uh, a lot of different challenges so if you wanted to change a manager you change it before the transfer season you don't like to chill buy his players then fire him then potter comes in buys his players in january then you fire him that is clearly a sign of not knowing football right and to be fair potter could not have done worse i don't think chelsea would have been relegated if we stuck with potter not that lampard did any better uh but lampard's appointment again was only to pacify the fans uh no clear logic behind it uh so this season was clearly an eye opener for todd bowley i really hope he realizes he needs to trust some people who understand the game better uh chelsea definitely need to offload a lot of players this season because you cannot be working with a team where every player is insecure about his position and that was evident in the games where everyone was trying too hard to show their own skills uh i do understand there'll be players like mudrick who would have a tough time adjusting to the league but he still needs playing time you can't be switching him up every 2 3 games and then expecting him to show magic right doesn't really happen that way so for next season not having europe of course is a good thing lesser games to focus on but clear focus needs to be identifying those top 14 15 players who will be the team 
and playing most of the games and giving them enough time to gel up with each other because uh, yeah i think coming top 5 top 6 next season should be a decent target given how bad this season has been uh, plus with results like this i do not see any decent players coming in and if they do i'm sure todd is spending insane amount of money again which i don't think he has anymore so so i think a decent top 5 top 6 position in this season should be enough and then of course looking forward going upwards can't get worse than this yeah well said let's you know uh fingers crossed for that not getting worse beyond that uh not another everton story will be a bigger story than everton <laughs> if that happens uh cool so that takes me to the second part of the pod or rather like the third one where i'm asking certain tailored questions to each of your fans how do you feel about it yeah. uh nadeem uh, although his team has won the treble he you know after leaving so much so many sad stories he's like okay there's so much sadness in the world you know not everybody is as happy as i am correct but uh, question to you uh, and you know it's an open forum after that uh, you know definitely it's for city so nothing will go first success achieved yes champions league yes fa cup yes premier league yes erling haaland breaking allen shields record yes everything everything check now right but uh as a fan how do you feel about people saying this success is what not earned you have 115 financial fair play uh, you know chart sheet against you the yeah. city is fighting uh, there are two european bands which were overturned you would not have been playing champions league in the first place if they would have stood right uh, how do you feel about uh, that particular prospect the the allegations which you know city continues to face from from rest of the media quite complicated i mean yeah the allegations between 2009 and 18 uh i mean we have been facing this every now and then uh you know at some point of time it comes up um and we hear stuffs like uh you know we will not be able to participate in games we won't be uh will be totally eliminated from uh you know the championships and you know it it comes every now and then and yeah we we are quite used to hearing uh you know it's oil money it's oil club uh so i mean at this point of time we are pretty much used to it that is what we hear from our rival fans <laughs> to be honest but yeah uh from a pa- fan perspective it it is quite disturbing to hear um um but yeah uh, when when you look at from a legal perspective i mean the they, the official says uh, it's it's all within the radar uh, they haven't been able to bring out any solid terms or something so it's a bit it's a bit of a gray area but yeah let's not put our heads much into that and you know let's just enjoy the momentum at the moment and uh, yeah uh, that's what even the club is also doing they're not really looking into it that's something which is being run parallelly and uh, yeah let's let's um yeah, this is this is more like 
the success times for us and we are just going to uh, celebrate on that so i would say from perspective yes you know uh, pep finally understood that like i said 10 50 100 years down the line nobody is going to remember how you played they're just going to remember that you won that so Sats, they won yeah. they won both these finals by hook or by crook you don't care how you win the finals you can have a, a style of play across the competition but on the day in in the finals you just need to win it so from that perspective kudos to them just to end one thing i just wanted to kind of direct one i would say if there's any sort of criticism from my perspective for city if the lack of i would say continued success of your youth prospects which translate yeah. into your first team so that is the same kind of criticism i have for chelsea so like i said a couple of days back you know i would say that's the only thing as a united fan i can really be happy because we of the top teams we have an academy which constantly keeps producing talent with not just place for united but also they go on and have great careers elsewhere but if you look at city and chelsea over the last 10 years at premier league you know pl2 levels at youth epic youth cup levels city and chelsea have been killing it there's nobody who's won as many league titles chelsea city just won the league title in a row if i'm not wrong in the premier league too kind of thing so they have a lot of youth talent that's there but then hardly anybody gets a shout in the first team i mean chelsea at a point had about 40 players at vitesse arnhem in, in netherlands you know i don't know you can roll off names like lucas piazzo tali musonda etc etc all these hyped players but nobody near the first team from a city's perspective foden yes is the only one who can say has made it big but then this season even he is he's hardly figured after the world cup i think it's it's going to be looking at like coming to the point of net transfer window also uh, i believe as rohan rightly uh, said like they are not really looking into their academy players they are just trying to sign in uh, uh you know people like uh, declan rice uh, they're just looking outside they're just not looking within their radar itself completely so yeah uh i mean i i i have to agree with rohan on that point <laughs> i don't agree on that point to be honest because players don't want to wait and i think pep guardiola has very clearly said the only reason foden is as successful as he is because he had the patience to wait in the substitute bench a lot of players they get early chances and they just want continuous playing time we saw that at chelsea chelsea had one season where they could not sign anyone all the youngsters came up brought them to top 4 next season the minute they did not get a chance all of them wanted to leave so you know it's a mix of youngsters wanting to play and youngsters getting a chance people who wanted to stay on the bench are still playing but a lot of players do not want to do that and chelsea has a lot of youngsters who've played for the team and then done better when they left so you can't really blame that on chelsea that they didn't have the like base. kdb and salah well example. kdb and salah were not from the academy but agreed they were also part of the chelsea team who were not patient enough to wait for a top 11 guaranteed spot right um declan rice was part of chelsea's uh, under 14 squad and then he was released because chelsea didn't feel he was good enough we have reese james we have chaloba we've got uh, cho who's playing uh we've got lampty who's in brighton now they're all chelsea grads who've played in the team and then moved on so 
I sort of disagree there. I think the modern football has changed and immediate success is important and everyone is signing players. But then it's also the youngsters who don't want to wait. And when they see players like, uh, how can I forget his name? Bellingham, getting the kind of money he does at his age, they also feel, okay, maybe playing for a Dortmund for a couple of seasons helps my career, you know, grow faster. So I believe it's a mix of both. And I think it's because of the oil money here and oil money at City. I agree with City's way of game. I think that's the reality. If you are managing to find a loophole and manage your finances, I don't think that's the club's mistake. I think that's the FIA's problem. They need to have stricter rules. And if clubs are finding loopholes, I think they can do that. And I think I applaud them for being managing to have the kind of squad they have and managing to convince their players to wait on the bench. Like they literally have two starting 11s. They've got Phil Foden who walks into the playing 11 in all of our teams. And he's easily sitting on the bench, no complaints, enjoying the trophies. So, right. I mean, I applaud Pep for managing his players. I'm not a big fan of Pep. I find him extremely overrated. He's always had great teams. But uh, but this is something I applaud him for managing so many players and keeping them all happy. That's well well played, Ayush. OG oil money. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Great. Okay, so I guess that uh, you know brings attention to Arsenal and uh, some questions for for them. So Anmol, uh, Arteta's first full season, he finished eighth. In his second full season, he finished fifth. In third full season, he finished second. Uh, none of the clubs over here, even Spurs for that matter, would have kept Arteta after three seasons or four seasons without winning the Premier League or without delivering a trophy. Arsenal fans, they still feel that having an expectation of Arsenal being in the title mix, not winning the title, would be good enough next season. How do you feel about that? If Arteta does not deliver proper trophy and glory, uh, should he be out? Because you were asking for Wenger's head for like ages and he was consistently making you finish top four. How is it, how is it any different? Has the expectations lowered? I guess the main difference is that uh, as you compared uh, Arsenal situation to other big six clubs. So the difference is uh, clubs like Ch- Chelsea and Tottenham, they go for these marquee A-list managers in the first place. But the thing with Arteta is different. Arteta is someone who has been close to Arsenal as a player also. And uh, he has uh, been under Pep also as an assistant manager at City. So this has been sort of a learning curve for, for him as a new manager and he's also very young. So, considering all that and the kind of squad that he inherited from Unai Emery, so I think it is uh, the right way that the management is going. Uh, they have given him time to uh, build his team the way he wants to build and they have given him support throughout. And he has he has been delivering results and there has been steady progress. And the building of team also has been very steady. He initially brought in some uh, young players 
you know even last season he had a bunch of young players called Odegaard, Ramsdale, Tavares and we all know how Ramsdale has been very good uh, as a goalkeeper this season and Odegaard has really shown uh, as a central midfielder so all is uh, sort of seeds that that he has been sowing these past few years they are finally bearing fruit and he is finally getting there and if he doesn't win the league next season yes it does put pressure on him because he has been given a lot of time to uh, manage the team as he would want to which many managers don't have the luxury even if they're young or whatever those kind of excuses don't really work in the premier league but he has had that luxury so i mean ne- unknown again yeah. just the question is the same that if arteta does not win a mm-hmm. premier league or other major trophy it will put pressure but he would have lost his job in any other club why is that the case with arsenal why are why are the fan base still you know okay even newcastle has the same expectations now what arsenal has i mean it shouldn't you guys be like the elite who won the you know we want to win the premier league again why why exactly is that so the thing with wenger was like you stated wenger ki wenger out was going on for a very long time because wenger had been there done that before he had seen the glory days he had delivered the title for arsenal and that was that expectation was there with wenger and he was highly experienced so that's why uh, fans were getting frustrated that why isn't the team getting to that level and why are we stuck in a rut of top 4 there wasn't progress happening with arteta there has been steady progress uh, arsenal finished 8th then they have been 5th and they barely missed out on champions league football last season like they missed out barely missed out on title this season so uh, i guess the same hasn't been the case with arteta because uh, he is a very new manager first of all he is not a marquee manager like uh, uh, your mourinho or pochettino who have been to other clubs or even uh, you mentioned klopp one day like klopp came to liverpool and he Uh, delivered success in a shorter span of time season. yeah champions yeah but he had already managed a club like dortmund he had uh, achieved success in bundesliga for arteta this is this is the first club he's managed so that is the key difference in my opinion and uh, the management trust the project that uh, arteta has proposed to them and he has been delivering to his promises so far and the team that he has been building has been giving results that is why he has the uh, administration support and you could say a club like chelsea and tottenham wouldn't have done the same so a lot of credit here goes to the management as well of arsenal that they have been supportive of arteta they couldn't have been they could have gone for a uh, easy option like going for a famous manager like other clubs do but they uh, believe in stability and they uh, believe in the long term future that is why they are hiring young players the most of the core of the team is young so they are securing the future of arsenal the football club so i believe that so, yeah. do you think no titles next season and arteta still remains the job 
if he doesn't get the title next season and if he isn't even in the run in for the same that would put pressure on him because definitely the expectation now is to win the title because they have been so close this season and they have been so consistent also at the top so definitely being in the race and eventually winning is definitely a priority this season because they have entered champions league as well so they'll get a major financial boost from that as well to spend big bigger than they usually do in the summer window and boost their squad so yeah the expectation is there i won't say he won't be under pressure if he uh, like misses out on a trophy next season as well yeah right any any questions from other panelists for arsenal yeah i mean what 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 is your what is the main signing that you're looking for like what is the position that you definitely need to fill and then like how you need a lot of investment because everyone's going to spend money you'll not yeah. get pace for cheap declan rice going to get 100 million minimum mm-hmm. i don't think croenke and all these people are will spend money even the financial boost and tv rights you might get maybe 50 million or something more but that's not enough you need at least five to six players so like what are the main would you say top three players you need to sign or top I, positions to yeah. get around on the players i agree with what you're saying like uh, arsenal won't ever spend 100 million on a player and they would probably miss out on a player like declan rice to a club like city maybe but they have to look to other options uh, they have to sign maybe a younger player like romeo lavia he's from southampton so he's a good prospect right now and if if they do not manage to get uh, someone like rice or casedo or mount mount is very unlikely because united are linked heavily with mount but uh, i believe if they don't get any of those players they should look for a younger alternative which they can build into the arsenal team later if but i feel in today's world you have to eventually get into a bidding war at some point uh, for a key player which arsenal always shy away from doing they never they never want to spend beyond their budget they are very adamant on that so that needs to change a little i'm not saying spend 100 million on a player but they need to increase their budget compared to how much they have spent in the past so yeah yeah i mean we'll come to liverpool but the only way <laughs> liverpool could compete was to perform out of their skins in that season like they pushed them to the point and they also don't spend money and like Chelsea obviously are spending money, but maybe not the right way. Maybe sp- I don't know what we'll do. I'm absolutely lost on what we'll do. And City will always have money to spend. So it's it's. I don't think like it's just a prediction for me. Is Arsenal are not going to win anything next season? It's going to be insanely tough because United have the money now. Uh, if the Qatar like I think Qatar right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. If they take over, then uh, I Newcastle. I mean. it's it's going to be i don't even see top 4 for uh, arsenal that's what people said before this season also <laughs> yeah no, even arsenal yeah. fans said yeah. that that's fine but uh, like with yeah. these four behemoths now spending so much money it's i, I think even liverpool will boost bo- the squad with midfield and maybe a couple of defenders so it's going to be insanely tough not uh, linden doesn't seem to be a happy face right Right. And I, I think only West Ham has had some glory. No, Arsenal yeah, fans, Arsenal fans are happy. 
they are no, but but anmol i have a question yeah, so yeah. would you rather have a teclan rice or a casaido for 100 million rather than getting some players with experience because clearly i think what was missing this season was experience mm-hmm. and a player like casemiro coming to united has completely transformed them and that i believe you need a player like that at arsenal now rather than signing again youngsters from smaller clubs who've not seen that glory right and now you will have champions league next season uh, which increases pressure and you spend 100 on one guy rather than having four five more players especially with newcastle now spending so believe me we are not seeing them now but once the saudi money starts flowing in i think uh, all the other clubs will be in trouble so what is what is your target for next season like would you rather focus on the premier league champions league experience youngsters what do you think is going to be the focus next season i think the focus currently is to get the right signings which is a proper cdm because as we saw in the later stages of the season party wasn't doing that well and uh, now jaka has also left the club so a proper cdm who could actually uh, break the opposition's attack and then convert that into arsenal's attacking play so a rise would obviously be perfect for that but uh, that should be the priority like getting the right signings and also getting a proper number 9 because Jesus and Enketia have somewhat fallen short uh, if you look at the entire season Jesus was brilliant before the world cup but uh, Enketia filled his shoes for a while but then when Jesus came back it felt like he wasn't the same as he was before the world cup before his injury so even a proper uh, number 9 is required for Arsenal they are currently going for Kai Havertz i don't know how that would play out but uh, they do need, uh, need one back if learning anything is... if learning anything from chelsea experience kai havertz team owner or the right way to go man but in kai havertz defense he has seen a lot of managers in his time and it has been very chaotic for him in his career lately so if he gets a chance at arsenal it would be like a rebirth of kai havertz in a way it could be that because he would have some semblance of stability at arsenal which he didn't have so yeah. one the last one that thought on arsenal is like uh you touched on the fact that anmol you know you're building for the future but that is what i see as arsenal's biggest hurdle is you always plan for the future you need something for the now if you had something for the now you wouldn't have lost the title last year you you know i know arsenal fans rave about zinchenko and jesus but honestly you bought two french players from city did you expect that they would win you the title i don't think so you are look you are linked with harvard and the cards with anything what we have seen over the last 20 years in the premier league is if you want to win the league you need a striker to score you 25 to 30 minimum and currently i don't see anybody at arsenal doing that jesus for all his skills has never been a prolific scorer he's never scored more than 25 30 so uh, you can do all you want you know behind the front line you can kind of jazz it up as much as you want but that you need somebody at the front of it and you don't need him for the future you need him now exactly and in fact even uh, for the midfield it is surprising that pep would rather sign uh, kovacic than arsenal uh 
you know yeah. city is the only one wanting him i agree you had a bad experience with jorginho okay but the point is you need someone with experience and that was what was lacking again i mean it's up to the I mean, club they to had decide. a they had a bad experience with david luiz i think william possibly the kind of gameplay that he has he can get like i said if you get lukaku and then you get havertz then that is the best because havertz plays his best game behind the front man you can't but the problem with lukaku up. is he wants to score goals he was not happy doing that at chelsea which is why he went crying in the media i want to score goals but i have been made the marking yeah. man and the wings yeah, yeah, yeah. so there, there was i used there was some other player also who went to media and he wanted to play champions league and everything and that's why he was not very happy i mean that's a different different debate all together so let's not get into that yeah so people say you know players say a lot of things in media and give shit in interviews I mean, even fans do. I mean, Rashford, Rashford was better than him and still didn't score as many goals as him. So, 